This is episode 222, All the Twos. For those that are into numerology, are you able to regulate your relationship with sugar, fast food, or wine, or anything in the food world? If you said no to any of those, but have tried countless times to regulate it and failed, then this episode is for you because I want you to know about the way the health strategy differs between someone who is sugar addicted and someone who is not. Which one are you? And answering that question will really determine how you go about the health goal that you currently have. You ready? Let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. Hey, what's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to another Coaching with Maddie episode. I'm excited to talk to you about the bounce between abstainer and moderator. That might not make much sense to you right now, but it's going to. Uh, First thing, in 2023, it's my mission to coach 500 people to stop the binge eating and savage self-talk cycle so they can lose weight whilst feeling in control and without restriction along the way. And this conversation about being an abstainer or a moderator really plays into this idea of successful weight loss, successful gut health recovery, successful improvements in your relationship with food and sugar. So in the, the idea is that in the sugar world, uh, there's this uh, identification in the sugar addiction world as to whether people are abstainers or moderators. What that means is that a moderator is somebody that's able to moderate their relationship with chocolate or sugar or croissants or whatever the thing is, right? Or the whole industry of sugar altogether. Uh, They're able to just have a little bit, leave it in the cupboard uh, and come back to it whenever they do. Next week, a few days, they might even forget about it, right? These people are obviously created by the devil. (laughs) I am definitely not one of those people. And so the other is people that need to be abstainers. uh, And that's people that cannot moderate or regulate their relationship with sugar or or whichever food, it could be fast food, might not, not necessarily be sugar itself. It might be something else. But the point is that they can't regulate the relationship with it. If it's there, they have to have all of it. They can't leave anything in the cupboard. If they do leave anything in the cupboard, they're obsessing about it in their mind, they're thinking about it's it's there, it's there, they're planning out when they're going to have it next or they're trying to figure out how they can justify having it sooner. This is somebody that usually falls into the emotional eating and or sugar addiction category. Now, there's a little bit of difference between the two, but most practitioners say that the the worlds are very blended and I pretty much agree um, because, well, it's a multi-leveled conversation basically. So, I want you to first identify, am I a moderator? Or am I someone that probably needs to be an abstainer? And the reason that this is really important is because, well, let me know if you think that this resonates with you, right? Which is, have you been on a weight loss journey where you gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight? Have you, or do you have a friend or is are you the same uh, person that dates the same guy over and over again? Or you attract the same woman into your world over and over again and you have the same set of problems? And it's like, ah. Oh, I keep doing the same thing. I keep bringing the same negative bullshit my way by the decisions that I make. However, I kind of feel out of control of those decisions. I feel too weak, not strong enough, whatever it might be. All of these 
naming words that you might use to judge yourself for making decisions that weren't particularly helpful. And so that might mean that you are a sugar addict or you have someone that has, is in the category of emotional eating and you're driven by your emotions and your perpetual addiction. It might be to the dopamine that you're seeking, less so than the sugar. However, they combine and the, it's very grey and they're kind of tethered together. So if you're someone that's been going on this yo-yo cycle for many, many years, it might be because you haven't confronted yourself with this simple thing. Am I a moderator or am I an abstainer? And if your answer is, I'm an abstainer because you've been on so many attempts of trying to change your life and failed, you need to come to terms with the fact that you might be someone that needs to abstain because if you use willpower and grit to just hold away the chocolate as long as you can and then you just eventually crumble or the diet ends and you finally go, oh my God, I can get back into it. This is amazing. I just ate 14 kilograms worth of chocolate and now I hate myself again. I've gained all the weight back plus some and here we are yet again. Yet again, we're back here in this situation. So if you're going to go on a health journey program and my emotional eating program works in this space and these conversations come up with different people, we inevitably end up talking about identifying whether you're an abstainer or you're a moderator, is that when you set your goals and your intention and the behaviors and the plans that you need to move forward, you need to put them in context of who you really are. You can't pretend like you're going to be somebody different. I mean, you will be eventually, but that happens with one small tweak a week of your identity and your behavior over a very long period of time. So you have to be realistic about who am I today? Am I someone that is an abstainer, but I'm going to do this diet pretending that I'm a moderator and I'm going to be able to moderate it for eight weeks until my addiction runs over me because I'm tired or I'm sleep deprived or work's tough and I had a fight with my partner or I broke up with someone or someone died and then I just dive headfirst back into the, into the world of the sugary goodness. And don't get me wrong here, I relate. I relate. I'm an abstainer, right? <laughs> I'm someone that has to abstain and create situations where uh, the decision is made for me because if it's here, it ends up in my face. This is why I know how to do this stuff because I have battled with this for a long time. I've had you know, lots of education in nutrition and lots of understanding and it doesn't matter how much science gets put into my brain, it doesn't change my desire for the food, right? That's why I learned that when I created this emotional eating program, all of my learnings went into that because I understood that it wasn't about more science. Sure, there's a little bit that can tr contribute to cravings and fl flavor change and your taste buds and gut health. And for many people, rewiring the microbiome is a big part of this, right? However, again, if we're not setting up your goals in alignment with the personality that you have, do not set these goals pretending that you're a moderator if you are not right? Because you're setting yourself up for failure. And if you already know that you failed a bunch of times with that strategy before, at some point, it just becomes self-sabotage. You're just fucking yourself over, despite knowing yourself quite intimately and quite well. So I want you to be real with yourself. Identify, am I an abstainer or am I a moderator? Now, you're probably thinking, Maddie, an abstaining sounds scary. I don't want to say no to this kind of food forever. Uh, and you don't have to, right? You don't have to. And this is where we go into the more nuanced way that we would set up your individual life inside my emotional eating program in the context of your world. It's going to look different to my world. Some people actually need to say, like, I'm a full addict. I can't do it ever again. Some people need to do that. It's a really hard strategy um, and it's, it's really difficult to do. But if they're not moderators, they actually can't wean themselves off it. They actually need a deadline where it's like, from here on, I have to change forever. However, 
um, on that. When you when you think about change like that, it's usually terrifying. Most people can't make super radical changes that stick long term unless somebody dies or they get a diagnosis. They're usually the only two situations that cause people to make massive transformational shifts overnight. So we have to set things up in a way that allow you to be the abstainer that you are, but also progressively move away from these foods and and towards other foods and other alternatives that help make you feel the way that those make you feel. And the reason that you need to do this is because otherwise you'll yo-yo forever and you'll, you'll go between surrender and self-sabotage. You rarely feel good in this space because you know that basically the, there's nothing to feel good about. It's either I'm binge eating food that I know I shouldn't be and the next day it's just... I feel like shit because of the binge eating food that I've binge eaten. <laughs> I just made those words up for you. Um, and so the point is that we cycle between this and then there's another stage that happens too where you think you've given yourself permission to just say, you know what, you know what, just enjoy the chocolate. And then a few hours later, you're lying in bed staring at the ceiling, beating yourself up, saying, hey, you terrible, shameful, disgusting, fat piece of shit. You couldn't say no. You're so weak. You did it again. That is not giving yourself permission. That is giving up on yourself. That's letting yourself down. So like we're not, we, we trick ourselves into saying, oh, fine, I'll just have a drink tonight or fine, I'll just, I'll just eat this at work or you know, if my friends give me shit about what I'm doing, I just won't be on the diet today or I won't do the thing today, I'll start tomorrow. And it never happens because we're letting ourselves down in those moments and then we go home or to the supermarket or to whichever drive through or cafe, and we go and buy something to punish ourselves again. And so we keep the cycle going because then the story that we know ourselves as, which is the person that always fail, the story is continued and it's familiar and it's there and we're aware of it. We have to break this and it starts with setting a goal around food and nutrition and wellness and health and connection and human uh, interaction that is based on you knowing yourself. Am I someone that can moderate? And if you are, this podcast is probably irrelevant to you. If you're an abstainer, which is most of us, then you need to move forward setting up your goals and strategies knowing how you behave. Because if you don't know that you're an abstainer or if you don't set yourself up with abstaining in mind or the abstaining that you need in mind, then we're just going to repeat the past, right? And the way that we need to do this is by assessing yourself, taking stock of who you are and how you've performed in the past because the past is the biggest predictor of the future, even though in this process we're trying to change the future. And you need to decide what is okay and what is not okay. Be aware of yourself so that you know how you fail and what self-sabotage looks like. So when it comes up, you can identify it and talk about it to the people that you're with. Again, don't do this work alone. That's why I've mentioned my program a bunch of times. I can support you. The community we have can support you. But whatever you do, don't do it alone. Because when, when things fall apart, that's when you need support, love, care, and kindness to be reminded that you're worthy, that you're okay, that it's okay to not have a good day, that it's okay to have slipped up, and that we have your back helping you get back up on the bandwagon, right? So make sure you identify, am I an abstainer? Am I uh, a moderator and based on that set up your work your food world in a way that works in conjunction with that reality if you've enjoyed this episode please give us five stars on any and all of the apps spotify is good apple podcast is even better um, and share it with a friend if you think that they need to start thinking about themselves differently and to stop lying to themselves about pretending they're a moderator because most of us aren't uh, and otherwise i will see you on the next episode bye 
Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.